Coffee with Humans is live, candid conversations between strangers who become friends. Made possible with your support. Subscribe, share, and comment on your favorite platform. Contribute at Patreon or get Coffee with Humans mugs and more. Links are at coffeewithhumans.com. Thanks for joining me. I'm, I know very little about you. We <laughs> awkwardly stared at each other for the last eight minutes. It's everything about the concept is what we don't do anymore. We don't just have conversations with people where there's not an agenda. Right? It's like meeting a stranger in a parking lot or something and then like, hey, you want to have coffee? <laughs> yes. Oh, so how are you, you doing? How's your day? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, we are live here with Coffee with Humans with my soon-to-be new friend, Christina. She's still actually a stranger. I only met her about eight minutes ago. That's the essence of Coffee with Humans. Two people just bumping into each other randomly and saying, hey, let's grab coffee. Before we got on the broadcast, I was thinking if we could have this discussion anywhere, where would that be? And I came up with, we, we could be sitting in Iceland in a hot spring. Lovely. So if you could have this discussion anywhere, where would it be for you? Love this question. I'm stumped right now. I'm not really a... Uh beach person in terms of getting in with the aquatic life but i do like to be near it and feel the breeze from it and so anywhere by a beach what drew you to clicking the button to have coffee with me was searching and i found this one and it grabbed me it pulled me in and it just seemed your podcast and coffee with humans seemed very welcoming that you were really eager and enjoyed just making meaningful connections coffee with humans is like sunday brunch (laughs) i love sunday brunch (laughs) okay good because well you're in the right place only there's no food um (laughs) well we are live here with coffee with humans with my new friend kendra kendra welcome to coffee with humans thank you so much jason so happy to be here so this uh this little dirty secret is we talked once before like three months ago yeah. Uh, yeah. And we talked about growing businesses at, at the time, if I recall, right? Yes. Something like that. Uh, we talked about a lot of things. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we talked about a lot of things during that conversation. We did. And that was really a, it was really a, um, it was an uplifting conversation. I walked away from that thinking, I feel, I feel better. Uh, so I'm excited. I'm excited to talk with you. I think it's fantastic that you scheduled and they waited so long to be on Coffee with Humans. I know it books out like three months in advance, which is challenging. And I appreciate anybody who would stick around that long to be on this show. So thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you. You're kind of a big deal. So I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> so <laughs> my 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 question, and I, I prepped you for this. This is a this is a dialogue, not a monologue. Most of the time I meet people about eight minutes before we go live, which would be roughly 10 minutes ago. And we talk about nothing. So we've saved, we've saved, we've saved the best meat of this conversation for you and me for today. I'm sure of it, but I'm sorry. I'm curious what inspired you to click the button to have coffee with me. I love people. And I really do like to talk. I think honestly, um, I believe there was something in your description that was like no sales calls, like no sales talk. And I was like, Thank you, Lord. Like, honestly, like as much as, of course, as a business person, I want to sell things and that kind of thing. It's like, it is so refreshing to not have to sell and push and pitch and be so polished and so put together. It's nice just to have conversation. So that's why. That's interesting. A lot of that, that's a, that's a consistent theme. I think with a lot of people who come on coffee with humans, they're just like, Hey, we can just talk about anything. And sometimes I've walked away having no clue what this person does in, you know, for a, from a professional standpoint, and it doesn't matter in many, you know, in many cases, I mean, they could, they could be running a small country and I wouldn't know in some, in some cases. They're the Prince of the Moon then you didn't know. Like it could be anything literally. (laughs) Well, you're not running a small country, but I do know that you're a business consultant uh, and, and branding and all that type of stuff, which is super cool. I think that's fantastic. Could be running a small country, honestly. Uh, yeah, so many clients all over the world. I'm always yeah. tired. I'm tired now, but you know, <laughs> I'm a little pick me up today. Starbucks. I, I don't drink coffee, but I was like, if I'm gonna be on coffee with humans, girl, you better go get some coffee. You so. got to bring something. I brought my new my new coffee with humans coffee mug, uh, but because it's the afternoon, I'm actually I have uh, original Fresca. 
in it, not coffee. Cause I can't do, ca- I'm, I have to like measure like meter in the caffeine. If I have too much caffeine, I become very, I'm already kind of, I think probably a difficult person to live with, but I become difficult for myself. Now I don't even like myself. And, and so I have to really be careful on caffeine. So I, I give up caffeine probably 11 AM, maybe something like that. After that, it's either going to be decaf or it's going to be something else. But I had to be on brand with. I love that for you. I don't (laughs) really drink coffee. Hmm. Um, I used to be like addicted to coffee and like caffeine is really bad for women, apparently, like for like reproductive health and this, that and a third. So I was like, okay, let me cut back on caffeine. And then like every once in a while, like because I don't really sleep, I'm like, you're not going to be able to make it if you don't take something, drink something. Today just happened to be one of those days. I was literally up until like six o'clock in the morning. And then I had to get up at nine oh. and I kind of slept through an alarm. It was an interesting morning. Um, so I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and order this coffee anyway. And so I drank it. So now I'm concerned I'm going to be up all night again. But, yeah. you know, but I'm here. That's the risk for sure. Uh, people come to these realizations uh, at different times. I mean, you you came to your realization that you have to meet her in the caffeine. I came into it a long time ago. Uh, boy, shit. What was it like 12, 15 years ago? Something like that. And I had uh, some people in an office and boy, I just realized my, I'm, I was like downing pots. I felt like it was pots of coffee and I would walk out and be like, talk to people. And finally I was just like, wow, this is like, I'm anxious. I just feel anxious inside. And so I would lock myself in my, in my office and I would not lock, but I would close the door. Right. And I always felt bad doing that because I felt like, well, now I'm not approachable. But it's like, but no one wants to approach me. And so I tell him, hey, just heads up. I've had tons of coffee. So I'm going to be behind this door. So if you like if you come in, and feel a little punchy. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> and that's and that's this this door, this isolation chamber that I'm putting myself into is important for both of us. So I think I think people got it then. And and then I started realizing I uh, like this. This energy level is amped up too high. Pull it back. Move to decaf. Uh, but I'm a coffee aficionado. I love coffee. I love all the ways of making coffee. And I'm not addicted to it because I can cut it out. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's a thing. 50% of America is coffee drinker. So I felt like we were going into a therapy session where you were explaining to me how you're not addicted. And I was like, Coffee addict. Got it. Understand. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about how you're not addicted to coffee. Hey, don't pick <laughs> me apart, Kendra. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the time. <laughs> that's true. You said, hey, what are, we, what are we talking about? And we're like, anything you want. And that's that's a common theme here on Coffee with Humans. Any, anything you want. What do you want to talk about? So what's what has, what's a big topic that's been on your mind recently? The 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 top the topic that I titled this thing based on your very brief feedback was authenticity cannot be automated, which it's like, okay, what, what's that mean? Where is it sitting in your space? And is that even on your mind anymore? Really? I mean, I know that today's today has been a day and this has been a week and this has been a past year. It's not yeah. the top of mine, but I can, I can explain why that's a thing. It's a, it's always a, it's a it's a recurring theme in my life, mm. um, whether I'm dealing with clients or just thinking about my own social media. Like I'm very consistent. I make mm-hmm. three posts a week. You're going to get these three posts on Instagram. You're going to get me in stories every single day. And people will ask me like in classes, like, well, how do you come up with, uh, you know, content? And I'm trying to turn out all this content and I'm in this scheduling app doing this and doing that. And I was like, you know, authenticity can't be animated, uh, automated. You know, you have to be real and be in the moment. I was having a conversation, I think maybe two or three days ago with the mentee about mm-hmm. storytelling and captions. Okay. She was like, how are you always able to tell stories and captions and like get people to engage with you? I said, because it's real. I'm telling you real stories that happened to me last week. Okay. I'm telling you really what's going on in my life and tying it to some kind of business theme. And so mm-hmm. you can't be real with your audience and make it automated. You need to be real and be in the moment. You need to be present in order to really serve your people the best. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of where that comes from. Okay. So this stories thing, you say you do a story in Instagram story every day. 
Yeah, I post on Instagram stories every single day, not okay. a story, like multiple stories. Multiple stories. Okay. So call, call think of me as um uh think of me as in social media kindergartner. Okay. So I'm just here having a good time, you know, okay. playing with my blocks. Okay. So what what is this Instagram stories thing? And then how would you how do you use this daily? Okay, so the difference between an Instagram feed and an uh-huh. Instagram story, mm-hmm. a story is something that only lasts for 24 hours. Okay. Each little story segment is 15 seconds long. You can make as many of them as you want. And I normally encourage people to post like what's happening in their day there. Um, if they're a person who sells, they should sell there every single day. You need to be present in those stories. You okay. need to be on the top of people's minds every single day. And whatever you're posting needs to live for 24 hours and go away. In your feed, which is what people normally see when they click on your actual account, the little mm-hmm. grid, those things normally last longer. I mean, they don't last forever. You can always get rid of them, but they last longer. And if someone's doing research on you, nine times out of 10, they will see what's there. So like doing research on you, I know you got, you know, a daughter, you know, it's like, I know that, you know, I've seen things of your life. I've seen elements of your life, Mm -hmm. but in your stories, I may see you like, Oh, Hey, I'm here with Kendra today. And I'm like, Woo, coffee with humans. And then you post that. And then after that, you may get on there and say, you know, I just had a great talk with Kendra. She's amazing. You should go follow her. <laughs> this is what we talked about. Yada, yada, yada. And then later on, maybe I see you making dinner or going to grab dinner, whatever uh-huh. the case may be, that kind of thing. So it's a short thing that only lasts 24 hours. It's okay. not necessarily like your full encompassed self, but it's like it allows a person to get to know you in a real authentic way. Okay. So if I were to post, let's say something like, this on that. So this was a breakfast that I made at one point in time. It was potatoes that my daughter had made. And then I refried them up with some, some eggs. Is that something that I would post on a story? So to, I have a question before I can answer that yeah, question. is: What do you want your audience who is looking at your brand to know about you? Oh, that's a great question. Because if you want them to know that you are a human who eats and who, you know, thinks that they're taking these fire photos of their breakfast, you know, and they want to talk about the fact that their daughter made potatoes, then sure. If you just want to share that you had a breakfast that you were really happy about, you put in your stories. But if you want them to know like, hey, I'm, I'm the breakfast man. Okay. So if I, so here's, here's another, here's another one. Here's another picture I took. So this is a Hawaiian roll mm-hmm. with an egg and mm-hmm. cheddar cheese, bacon and coffee. Mm-hmm. And here, here was my thought with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, I loved, I really like to cook. I experiment with cooking all the time. And I thought, you know, with this, with this coffee with humans, thing, one of those, one of the things I was thinking of was how do I make this more fun? Cause you know, I'm like, eh, is it, is it fun? I don't know. Um, and so I thought, well, what I could do is I could take these, these videos and photos and I could be like, Hey, here's a thing you could make. Like, here's some food that you could make while you have your coffee, or just here's some food that you could make. And and there would be short little clips and a sandwich it down into video, kind of like a commercial. And it just like my gift to the world. Here's a Hawaiian roll with an egg and cheddar cheese and how I made it. Stories. Stories. Yeah. Because. Um, unless you're going to tell some compelling story and, and, and your whole page is becoming this thing where you're basically like a food blogger now. <laughs> like what's the purpose of your page? If your purpose of your page is to be a food blogger, then yeah, you know, you click a recipe on Pinterest and then you read a person's life story. Well, that's yep. what I was a child growing up in the Appalachian Mountains. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, give me put a recipe, okay? That is what you would be doing, basically, is having to tell some kind of story and yep. then show them how it's made and get them there and give them a recipe. Mm-hmm. But if that's not the premise of your page, then you can post that in your stories. Yeah. Which may, so, so the, the, the Instagram post is something that you do to, uh, uh, that is less transient. It's something you want to stick around and go far. It's the story, which makes you human. It connects you to, here's the thing behind the scenes of everyday life. And then life is gone. It moved on. And 
now tomorrow's a new day. That's a great kindergarten synopsis. Excellent. If you want somebody to see the behind the scenes of your life, put it in stories. If you want someone to understand your brand, put it on your feed. Why are you so okay with having everybody know what's going on in your life? I'm not okay with everyone knowing everything that's going on in my life. So everyone doesn't know everything that's going on in my life. But I have a gift of making people think that they know everything that's going on in my life. (laughs) It's a gift. I've been perfecting it for years. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's so many people who don't even know, like, I'm in a relationship, let alone engaged. Like, this might be the first time somebody's hearing, can just engage? Like, I didn't even know. Yeah. I don't post. I mean, there, if you look hard enough, there's maybe one or two pictures of me with a ring on. But that could yeah. just be decoration. I don't post my man. I don't post my family. I don't talk about it. Like, it's none of your business. So whatever I choose to keep private, I keep private. Yeah. Whatever I want to share, I share. So I'm not one of those people who's like, oh my gosh, I just got lip fillers, which I don't get lip fillers. Thank God, you know, I'm a black woman. I got lips. So, you know, it's like, I'm not out here getting lip fillers. But if I were, I'm not going to be like, okay, look at me. Like, I'm not Kim Kardashian. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to show you every facet of my life. I'm going to show you what I want you to know. And even the behind the scenes stuff is only what I want you to know. Like today, I posted in my stories, I dropped my iPad. Mm. And so, on my stories with my audience, I was like, let's go see if it's cracked. And I flipped it over and it was, and I was like, thank you, Jesus. Whew. And that was like with the audience. So my, my DMs have been on fire all morning with people laughing, people being like, like with me because they're living behind the scenes with me. Now, they don't have to know that, you know, whoever else was here and they're the ones who knocked it over. It doesn't matter. <laughs> or does it? Should throw a bunch of the bus next time. <laughs> it doesn't matter who did it. The point is that it happened. <laughs> gotcha. So how do you link all this to authenticity? That's my real self. Like my real self was freaking out. When the iPad fell, I was just like, my heart stopped. Hmm. My heart literally stopped. My, my life's work is, I mean, granted, it's all in the cloud. But like my life's work is on this iPad. And I was just like, I'm getting ready to go somewhere tomorrow. I really needed this iPad. Do I have time? Like all these thoughts are coming to me. Do I have time to go to the Apple store and get another one? Do I try to get it repaired? Do I, what do I do? And it was like, girl, you are tripping with yourself. Go over there and see if it's even cracked. Yeah. Like, you know what? I'm going to go with the audience because this is something, it's relatable. Everyone has dropped their phone, dropped it something where they're like, did the screen crack? Immediately, you just go straight to horror. Did the screen crack? So that's authentic. It's authentic for me, but it's relatable for you. So it yeah. resonates with you because this is a real life experience that you've had. Mm-hmm. Or uh, will have. Yeah. I just assume that nobody cares. Well, you know, um, people care. Um, if they want to know you, they care. Like, that's the other thing. I think a lot of people, a lot of my followers think that they know, know, know me because I do share a lot. I mean, I'm not in here sharing, like I wouldn't be sharing the birth of a child if I were pregnant, you know, I'm not doing that. Like the actual labor and delivery, um, you. you know, but there are people who do. There are people who share very intimate details of their lives. Um, but for me, you know, it's like, I know that sharing real parts of my life that anyone else can relate to makes them feel closer to me. And I want to gain people's trust. That's what you want to do. You want to gain people's trust. You want people to trust you. And the best way to do it is to be relatable. Being relatable means you have to be real and authentic. So. Interesting. And you, you uh, do this stuff for clients. I know that. Yeah. I do this stuff for clients. Yeah. For real. <laughs> Not just social media, but any, anywhere that their brand is in general, if it's an endorsement deal, if it's television, if it's, you know, a television commercial, if it's a Netflix show, if it's a YouTube original, if it's a whatever, <laughs> I'm the person who sits in the room. I mean, I literally just got off of a YouTube original call before I came in here. Yeah. I have a client who's doing a YouTube original and they were meeting with the showrunner. We've been meeting with the showrunner for about two weeks. And tomorrow we have to present like the final show Bible back to YouTube. And they're all in there, you know, the clients in there, the showrunners in there, they're all, oh, this is great. <laughs> and I go, pause. <clears throat> How are you going to do an episode with the chicken coop and eggs and y'all don't eat eggs? It's not real. Like, I'm going to ask those questions. I'm going to say, okay, from the audience perspective, if you do this, what is then the outcome? You need to okay. show me the outcome because it doesn't feel real. 
or like it's either like does it feel real in real life or does it feel real to you? I mean, granted, you know, there's TV magic, but it's like when the client themselves are people who want to be authentic, say that they're authentic. I'm the person who keeps the authenticity in check always. It's important to you. It's important. It's important for people. And that's the thing. It is important to me. Yes. But it is important for people to have real good. This is why you do what you do. Let's, so let's turn this. Like, here we go. Dr. Jennifer Malfi. I'm about to psychoanalyze this thing. This is why you do what you do. You do what you do to have authentic, real conversations with people. You sit yes. for eight minutes and stare at them and don't know them. You don't know anything about them except for maybe a quick Google search, right? You don't let them I don't sell even anything. do that. <laughs> okay, so exactly. You don't let them sell anything. You don't prepare any questions that are literally catered to them. You're asking, if you ask questions, you're asking the standard deck of questions. And as the conversation is happening, you're thinking of things to ask based on what is being said. Totally, so you I'm just having a conversation. <laughs> having a conversation so it's not staged it's not fake it's not scripted you live for this this is what you do jason (laughs) so it's like that same thing is for me it's like people love authentic interaction Mm -hmm. anything i can do to push authenticity you're actually making me write new language for my website in my head right now i'm like yeah Yeah. anything i can do to push authenticity are we doing it All right. So that's that. So that makes the connection then why you do the Instagram story thing, why you post on Instagram regularly. Not only is it uh, it, the the benefit is and the results are that it builds your business, but the uh, prior to that, it enables you to connect with people using, uh, you know, using a technology and a platform that gives them a glimpse, almost like they're there in that moment with you and you share you share your life with yeah. all these people who are longing for some sort of connection. People need connection. And even, I think even more now, like being in the situation that we're in, I wouldn't dare say the word out loud or the words out loud, but dealing with the C word being in a P word, like people are not connecting. Like they're, we're so disconnected. We're not being social. We're socially distanced, you know, in some places by law and then in real life, just like you should be, you know, that kind of thing. So it's like being so disconnected, people are looking for real human interaction. So I think that right now, like, I mean, if you want like an expert opinion, which I don't know how we got here, but we did if you want an expert opinion. Like right now is the best time to flourish and be your authentic self on the internet because people are looking for real people on the internet. Do you think that's true that people want reality? I think now, yeah. Or do they want a, do they want a caricature of reality that makes them enter, feel entertained? No. I think we are in a place where people want to know truth because we even when you start looking at like um there are like people who have built whole careers on exposing the truth about people. Exposing the truth about celebrities. Um, there are blogs and stuff that expose the truth about these influencers. Somebody told me today about um, an influencer who uh, sells spices that she supposedly like makes and dries her own herbs and grinds her own this and that. And come to find out, she's actually getting them from Alibaba. So anybody can go buy them. But she does these like flash. She's huge, huge influencer. She does these flash sales and like you're, you're like. Fighting to, I'm literally going to look for, but I'm not going to tell you what it is, but not, not here. Um, but it's like you're literally fighting when there's a flash sale to get this stuff. Come to find out, girl is buying this stuff from Alibaba at a tenth of the price she is charging you, and you can order it yourself. People are so angry. She's losing followers by the second. I mean, so I was- people do want authenticity and, and reality. I was talking, I was doing some business consulting with a, a person, sort of similar situation several years ago, um, runs a little retail, run, owns a real to retail shop and it has a particular way of selling. And she's going to, you know, we're, we're looking at her products and I said, just level. I said, you, you make it seem like you travel around the country. You make all these, you find all these things, you, you make them all special. And I was like, you, let's just, this is my first rodeo. I know you buy this shit from China. And you put it on a pallet and it at, to your doorstop, and then you 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 stage it and you make it look like it's oh it's homemade. It's not. I know that. Um, you could go down to Hobby Lobby and buy it for probably half the price, 
but it doesn't have the mystique. I said, so, so if we're going to work together, you just got to cut the bullshit. <laughs> and so and she seemed offended uh, that I call her out on it. But um, it's true. I mean, it's true. It like just like the spices thing. It's like, yeah, OK, you're just you're just peddler of you're a peddler of a brand. Uh, and and you're just you're sourcing this stuff from, you know, some place. You're not you're not out there actually grinding spices. Not that you couldn't. You could. But who would want to? <laughs> and there's no shame in it. But people want yeah. the truth. So like even yeah. like when you look at like reality television, like reality television isn't as popular as docuseries are right now. Oh. Docuseries are trumping, you know, like, you know, trash reality TV. I'll say that. Not like reality TV, like HGTV home renovations and stuff like that. But I mean, like Real Housewives of Atlanta, you know, like real docuseries, Tiger King killed <laughs> you know, Real Housewives series, you know, it's like no one was thinking about that. I see more people talking about what is happening on Netflix yeah. than what's happening on Bravo, WeTV, ETV. Even the fact that after 13 or 15 years or whatever, keeping up with the Kardashians is gone. There's a reason why. It's not just that they don't want to suddenly be private about their lives. They are attention whores. Yeah. So it's not that. It's the fact that no one cares. We want to see the truth. The truth is, Kim, you're getting divorced. You're in the middle of a messy divorce. The truth is, Chloe, your ex-husband was on drugs. The truth is, like, we want the truth, not what you want to paint for us. I think we are moving into, you know, an era and a time where people really want truth and not facade. Hmm. Do you think that that, um, that movement is because of uh, the pendulum swinging too far over? Or is it just that we are, um, is it that, that there's a certain group of people who are now gravitating sort towards some of this social media that were never on it before? So the first mover, I think on a social media, uh, on, on social media is somebody who wants, who wants and needs attention. They're not, they feel like they're not getting enough attention for themselves. So they go so, grab some of yours and there. And then, and then as, as like in any industry, there's a maturation of the industry where now it's like, now your grandmother's heard about it. Well, now that the masses are on there, the masses never needed, never wanted the caricature anyhow. They wanted the, they wanted something more firm, more stable because they can see through all the nonsense. And they're like, I don't got, I don't got time for your nonsense. Um, is it, is it simply that we're coming back to the, to the average when the first mover was just so far over? It was the people who were like, I got to put myself out there and, you know, I want to be, I want to be an influencer that, you know, that's. That that whole influencer movement seems to be coming back because it's it holds no no water at all, none at all. They, they, there's no you have no experience and you got all you got a massive microphone. I think that what you're saying is true. I think there's there's that coupled with we have watched the rise and fall of the scammer. We were in a a time period. I mean, over the last probably like five or so years where we have watched people be phonies like your girl who's buying stuff from China and like the other girl with the spices and the whatnot. Like we've watched those people. We've seen those people. Um, that's part of part of it. I think also another part of it that's interesting is like real celebrities, not influencers um, are being more authentic and you're seeing just more of them. You know, you go from a person like a, uh, Chrissy Teigen, um, who, you know, had a whole miscarriage on the internet, basically, you know, like, you know, right after it happened, she's on there talking about it. And there's some people who are like, oh, it's just too much information. There are some people like, thank you for being relatable because I had the same experience. Mm -hmm. So I think that like with the pendulum swing, there's also the factors of we've seen the rise and fall of the scammer. We now have celebrities who are, you know, being a little more like, uh, a little more real like I mean you're never going to get the real but like there are quite a quite a, a few celebrities who are being just more authentic and more honest and more open and I think that that's why we're seeing what we're seeing now I just saw a video from Matthew McConaughey apparently he just got on YouTube and um he's got I think he has 370,000 370,000 subscribers or something around there after a couple of weeks online and He's his first video, I think, was probably a minute and a half, two minutes long. Just a kind of po a, it was poetry. And I wasn't sure if I was watching the real Matthew McConaughey or I was watching a commercial or if the two are the same. And and I and I admitted it was like, I, I is this is this him all the time? Does he always sound like that? Like if we we're just making dinner one night 
you know, at his house? Is, it, is he, like, who, who is this? And I, and I wonder, I, I wondered, is this real or is this not real? And I have no idea, none at all. And I'm not judging one way or another. I just, I was just curious, is it real? And so this idea, you know, you put, you put yourself out there online. Okay. You're uh, a celebrity. Are you being real? I have no idea. I legit have no idea. Your curiosity is exactly why this conversation is necessary. Okay. You, you were wondering. Oh yeah. You didn't watch it and say, Oh, it's Matthew McConaughey, whatever <laughs> you watched and said, now who's the real you? Yeah. Is this the real you? Not that I care, like not that I'm judging. If this is the real you, cool. You know, I happen to bump into you, we hang out, and you're talking to me like this. Cool, whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I want to know, even yeah. if it's not a good or bad judgment, if even there's no judgment on the other side of the knowledge, right? Yeah. You're curious enough. Now I was very the curious. celebrities doing YouTube thing is a whole other conversation. Yeah. <laughs> because of the C word, and we are now at the P word. Celebrities are trying to get onto the digital side of things. But what's happening really is like digital creators want to do traditional media and people who do traditional media want to come into digital. So you're seeing that a lot. Um, There was a a woman who was in the Avengers. Don't ask me because I don't don't know. Um, But anyway, she asked one of my clients to do an interview with her. She started a YouTube channel. It's like, (laughs) you have like all these awards for what you've done and like you're starting a YouTube channel. I don't know. You know, it's like, so that's a whole different conversation, but the fact that you wondered is proof that like authenticity matters, (laughs) whether you have a judgment on it or not, it matters. Right. No, I, I agree with you. So we've got this guy who, who comes on to, uh, on Twitch and, um, I'm just going to pop some of his comments up here. Uh, thanks for watching, by the way, my friend here on Twitch. Um, <laughs> he's, oh hey, I'm not. We're not ignoring you. I was just talking. He's, uh, <laughs> yeah, so he he's been he's been coming on recently, um, and clearly, you know, uh, Kendra, where'd you get next? Next fund really, really suits you. Thank yep, you. Com- this is complimented a, you. Yeah, this is a Canadian designer um, called Bico. They're um, based in Canada, and I love their stuff. Uh, and then also, hey. Did you know that you can actually order this shirt? <laughs> you can order this shirt from go to coffeewithhumans.com. There's a little shop button in the upper upper top there. You can order you can order a shirt. You can order a mug. It has no coffee in it because it's hard to ship coffee in a mug. Fun fact. Just keeping it real, Kendra. You can't ship coffee in a mug. <laughs> can, you, can you ship fresco in a mug? No, it bounces around and then gets all messed everywhere. It fizzes and then it's flat and you don't want flat fresca. Just no putting it out there. No, we need all the, all the carbonation. Nobody can take a compliment these days, which I think that's very prescient. It's, um, yeah, nobody can take a compliment these days. I think compliments have even become misconstrued, you know, like, uh, I, Hey, thanks. I think it's a great shirt. I like it. It's, it's fun. And yeah, that's a nice necklace. Thank okay. You. Doesn't have to mean more than that. <laughs> so great. People can take compliments. So I think even real conversations, people, I think people are maybe afraid of having real conversations uh, in, in this new day and age um, because we want real connection. And yet we're sort of afraid to, to we're, we're afraid to have that real connection. So we kind of hide sometimes I think behind the screens. And, um, and then when we do feel a real, or feel a real connection, we're apprehensive. I mean, it's human nature to protect yourself. Yeah. It's human nature to want to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I want, I want to, you know, I want to have authentic relationships, but I'm not willing to play tip for tat. I'm not willing to give a little tip for a little tat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, people don't, People don't want to play that game. They want to protect themselves. That's why people want to fill you out first. They want to know who you are first, which is why it's like 
you know, I know authenticity can be hard for people. And I know being real can be hard for people. I've just resolved to be honest and let you, let the chips fall where they may. Mm. And I'm going to be me. And like, it allows you to make a decision. And I'm not afraid of being vulnerable and being hurt or mm-hmm. being whatever the case may be. Like, it's a risk I'm willing to take. Yeah. To meet people and to know people. What, what brought you to that point? Was there a particular event or was there a path that brought you to this point where you're like, screw it, I'm just going to be me? I have, I had been phony for so long. Yeah. Um, I was being who I thought people wanted me to be for a long time. Mm-hmm. I grew up like that. Um, you know, my early twenties, that was kind of like that. And, um, you know, a part of my own like spiritual awakening, like really understanding who God made me to be, made it easy to be myself because it's like, if I understand my God-given purpose, mm-hmm. a facade of me cannot fulfill that purpose Okay, because God knows my truth. Mm. So God designed the purpose for me based on who I really am, not who I pretend to be. Mm. So God can't bless the person I pretend to be. God can't direct the person I pretend to be. He can't guide the person I pretend to be. Everything that he has for me, good, bad, ugly, and different is built for my truth. So I had to start standing in my truth in order to tap in and access the parts of me that needed to be revealed so I could be who I'm supposed to be. So I could walk in my purpose. And it wasn't until I really started being real that it was like, oh, I know what I'm supposed to be doing. I get it. I know my purpose. I understand. And and uh, I know something about your business. You, you you have it on your website, actually, that you uh, do prayer meetings with people. My clients get prayer. We pray. Okay, so how, how does that work? Um, yeah, under what context? <laughs> under what context? I mean, you're, you're a social media guru. Um, I'm going to call you guru. Yeah. Thank you. You'll take it, right? So the... Uh, you, you, you help your clients and you help people in general, uh, discover or get to get to the heart of what their communication should be. And you can help fulfill some of that stuff too. And then you overlay this spiritual component onto it, which is a, some people stay away from that. Uh, not universally, but it's one of those things where it's like, don't say it. You're like, you're not using the C word. You're not using the P word. And a lot of people won't use the S word. So, you know, or the G word, whatever you want to call it. What's, what's that process look like for you when you work with other folks or whether you, when you encounter them, I mean, you're pretty open and honest with me and we've, you know, this is our, this is, you know, our second chat. So above all else, I'm a business expert. I wouldn't say I'm a social media guru. I'm a business okay. expert. Right. And I understand in 2021, 2020, 2021, 2019, 2022, 2025, I will still understand. What you have to do in order to scale, you cannot scale and not be digitally present. So my experience and my there comes from the fact that I understand you can't grow in this age mm-hmm. without being that person online. So mm-hmm. I think about that and I'm like, okay, how have I gotten to where I've gotten to? I'm 33 years old. Last year, my business made seven figures in seven months. We closed out the year at almost $2 million in the first year. Started that business in January. People want to know what is the secret sauce. There's a couple of factors here. One of them is authenticity. One of them is the fact that I have a degree in business. I've been an entrepreneur for 10 years. I'm a business expert. I understand business. But the overarching thing is, I don't believe I am the end all be all. Thank you. I don't believe I'm the end all be all. There is something bigger than me. So it's funny because a lot of my clients are science communicators. So it's like, how do you get a science communicator to pray? Okay. You don't necessarily get a science communicator to pray. You get a science communicator to believe, affirm, and get on one accord with you about the future. So for some of my clients, it is just literally like we wake up in the morning, we go on the phone. You ready? Okay, Lord, thank you for the day. Do this, do this, do this. Amen. All right. Have a great day. For clients that don't have a faith system or have a spiritual system, I mean, that's a that's a real thing. Like 
the number one thing is when you hire me, you have to understand who I am and where I'm coming from. And in order for me to get you the kind of results, we need to get on the same page with something, the universe, whatever y'all want to call it, cool. God, I need to get on the same page with you. So I remember the very first science client I had assigned. I was like, Lord, (laughs) what do you want me to do? Because it's easy to get a person who has some kind of faith base, whether it's mine or not, some kind of spiritual base. It's easy to get them to sit down with me and meditate or pray or whatever. What do I do with a person who does not have that system? who does not have that at their core. And God, literally, I heard so clearly, I will tell you what to say. And I was like, okay. I get on the meeting and I literally go, okay, we're going to speak some affirmations as a team. Okay, there's going to be four affirmations. Now, I'm making this up. I mean, it's just coming to me. It's like, I had never heard (laughs) this. I've never seen this. This will be the first time I think I've ever said it out loud publicly, like what I do or what my affirmation system is. Uh But... It was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. There are going to be four things we're going to do. We're going to do a today will, this week will, we will, I will. And here's why. Today will is going to make you think presently. What's happening today? This week will is going to keep you future focused. We will brings us into a team. I will brings us accountability. And literally, they were like, okay. And just like that. Now, little do they know. At that time, look, did they know at the time? Yeah. They're touching and agreeing with me mm-hmm. about what is the future every mm-hmm. single week. Mm-hmm. We are touching and agreeing. What is this week going to be? What will we accomplish? What will we do? What kind of energy will we have? What will we you know, get done? What's going to happen with us? There was a week, like maybe like four or five weeks into this system, where I said, this week will be miraculous. Mm. Now... Do miracles exist in the science realm? I don't think they can be explained. That's why it's not science. So I said, this week's going to be miraculous. They were like, okay, yeah, this week will be full of positive good news. Great. By the end of that week, they had a major deal that they wanted to close, a six-figure deal close. I had a major deal close. And they got on the phone with me and they said, we don't know what kind of six sense thing you have going on, but we believe it. So that's just the method. If I touch base with a client and they are spiritually minded already, it's easy to say, hey, let's get on the same page. Mm-hmm. And if they're not spiritually minded, we start there. I have another science client that we started off with the affirmations. I went to go meet with them in person, broke down their whole life. And now we out here praying. And they literally say, I didn't believe God existed, but Kendrick, you're making me believe. <laughs> Well, business evangelist, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, so. I like that. I like business evangelist. That's pretty good. (laughs) You know. (laughs) Well, I think, I think, um, I I don't know if we talked about this before, but you know, the part of the, part of the thought behind coffee with humans, um, everybody's like, you know, why did you, why did you choose that? I was like, it it just came to me, coffee with humans. You know, and I've done a lot of uh, brand work kind of, you know, getting to the nut of something for a long time. And so it's just some of this stuff just flows like the stuff for you. It just flows. It's just part of who you are. And when you open your mouth, it comes out and you're like, hey, where'd that come from? Well, it's been part of this whole time. It's part of your identity. So the the human part of it, though, in, in this Coffee with Humans thing was that at if, if we if we take away the uh, facade that a lot of us communicate with, that unreal part of us, the, the fake part. Uh, and if, and if I term it, it's the, the, like the callus that builds up right over time, just, you're just using your foot. The callus gets built up on it. You got to take care of it. And the callus has, can come off. Um, it, if you take that callus off, we're just human. The re, the real raw part of us is we're all very similar. We have mm-hmm. similar hopes, similar needs, similar desires or fears. Uh, and, and if, and if we, if we can get to that, we, we can do anything. And that's, then that moves me into, we have three, we have three particular things that we can do as people that nothing else in creation can, can do. The first thing is to name our present reality and name a different future. Nothing else names its reality or names their future just exists in its space. The second thing we can do that second great power and, and responsibility I think we have is to create, create things that move us to that future. And then the third thing is to destroy things that no longer serve us. 
the things that got, you know, that book, what got, what got you here won't get you there. Well, we can create something. And sometimes we need to leave something behind to move us into whatever it is that we named. And though those three particular energies or powers, responsibilities, or authorities that we have over, I think all of this world is unique to us unique to humans, and we all carry it around. And so it is sort of no wonder that as we move forward with a with with this creative energy, um, uh, I think God-given energy and responsibility and authority, the, the world and the universe sort of bend themselves around us. And all of a sudden, we've, we've done something. And sometimes we do great things. Sometimes we do boneheaded things. And, you know, uh, and stupid things out of ignorance or, or maliciousness, but we all walk around with this naming, uh, ability to name, create and destroy. And I think that's what you kind of lay, lay into that space with your, with your clients. You say, Hey, you know, we're going to, we're going to call out what we're, what we're looking for this week. And then we're going to expect it to happen because we're going to go about creating that. And it's not that, um, uh, it's not that the, um, what was I thinking? It's not that we even have to have the same foundation to work from, I think. Right. Uh, it's that we have, it's that we all feel that sort of, that sort of calling in us. You might use a different term than I might use, but at the end of the day, we're all going to, we, we will come to some sort of agreement that we have a responsibility and an authority to do something about our present reality. That is yep. universal because I mean, even, even take the, you know, even take the COVID thing. If you come at it from purely a scientific, you know, scientific or anti, not anti-religion, but devoid of religion aspect of it, then um, it's survival of the fittest. Sorry. It took the non-fit out. I don't know what we're complaining about. This is what's supposed this is what you said happens. This is what you said is normal, but, but you don't actually believe that you really do want to believe that it's our responsibility to do something with this terrible stuff. Okay. Why? That's the next question. Why would it be? Cause we care. Why do you care? Right. And we get down to the nut of that. We get down to the end of that. And boy, we are so similar, even from completely different socioeconomic backgrounds, different cultural backgrounds, boy, that, that heartbeat in all of us is so much the same. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, my science clients and I see eye to eye completely on COVID, on vaccines, on all those kind of things for different reasons. Yeah. For completely different reasons. But we get down to it and it's like, it matters. There is a part of you that is human enough, even as a scientist, to have compassion. Yeah, for sure. And that's it's innately human. Hmm. Yeah. It's innately human. You know, and no matter what you're calling it, like people would call what I do, you know, manifesting or, you know, whatever the case may be. It's like there is some small belief in every single person that there is a future. What does that future look like? Whether a person ever articulates it, talks about it, goes to therapy, whatever. When people lay down in their bed, even if they're just thinking about tomorrow. Yeah. I love that. The, the simplicity behind that, you know, we all agree. We all agree that there's a future and, and we'd like to see it. So therefore, what kind of future do you want to have? Even if it's just tomorrow, yeah. you go to bed, it's Thursday night. So Thursday night, you might stay up all night and you might have a whole bottle of wine because you're saying tomorrow is Friday. <laughs> and on Friday, I don't have any meetings. So I'm going to be able to sleep in. You're, you are predicting your future. Yeah. Right there. And, it's, and people just don't realize they do it all the time. No matter what your beliefs are, you could be agnostic, you could be an atheist, it doesn't matter. You are somehow convinced that there is a future and that you are seeing yourself in it. Mm -hmm. Period. Now, however you get there is your business, but everybody does it. There's not a single person who does not think about the next day. No matter how bad your life is, no matter how negative of a person you are, you are thinking about I'm going to bed tomorrow. I hope I wake up dead. You are wishing for tomorrow and you are predicting what tomorrow might be. That flies in the face a little bit of the last two conversations I had, which is live in the moment and just accept what is go with what is and make a decision for now because the future is not guaranteed. And 
I, it, it seems that those thoughts, I'd like to hear your thought on how do you reconcile those two things, living in the present and thinking, thinking about manifesting the future. One word, hope. You have a hope for tomorrow. There's no guarantee for tomorrow. You have a hope. So you had better live your best life presently because the hope for tomorrow may be futile. Like, but you hope that there's a tomorrow. And in that tomorrow, what does that tomorrow look like? You hope you will see the end of this year. And if so, what do you want to get done by the end of the year? But there's, but the fact of the matter is I need to presently be experiencing grateful for my home, grateful for, I have, I think five dozen white roses in my house, right? No, six, six dozen white roses in my house. Love roses. I am grateful presently for this, but I know that next week I'm going to get more roses. So, you know, it's like, there's a hope for me that next week exists for me that I'm alive to see next week. And that I can get roses from wherever they are coming from, yeah. from Trader Joe's, from Columbia, from wherever, you know, there's a hope there. So I'm presently, you know, grateful and expressing gratitude and living presently in what it is. Tomorrow, I have a ticket to go on a vacation. I hope I make it to tomorrow because I need a break. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is I'm happy and very content right here sitting in my home in Atlanta. Yeah. Well, this uh, John Maxwell says that uh i'll you show me your day today and i'll tell you what your year is going to be and that's pretty true right whatever we do in this moment sets the pace for whatever we're going to get accomplished in this you know or who will who we will be in a in a week in a month in a year it's all based on today so that's i think those two those two thoughts do go hand in hand that live for today because that's what you've got but hope for tomorrow and and the, and the two, I think, have a, uh, I don't want to say magical way, but they do have a mysterious way, uh, sometimes miraculous way of creating, uh, of creating something that we wanted um, and, and maybe sometimes creating something more than we wanted. Love John Maxwell. Have all of his books literally sitting over here. Someone I love more than John Maxwell is Rick Ross. Rick Ross said in an interview, he said, I don't care how long it takes to get there. If we decided today, if it's a year from now, we see it 10 years from now. Today is the day we start working at it. And so that's the thing. It's like there is a future plan in your mind, whether you ever share it or not. Once you decide that you're going to do it, that day is your first day to start doing it. To get there. Yeah. Well, Kendra, we're up at our time for Coffee with Humans. A great conversation. Thank you so much uh, for Thank joining you. me. For all of for all the viewers and listeners, Coffee with Humans is a candid live conversation with a stranger who becomes a friend, making the world a better place. And you can catch us on YouTube. Subscribe. Click the button to subscribe. Share it out with your friends and catch Kendra. What's your website address again? It's KendraScaleMyBusiness.com. KendraScaleMyBusiness.com. Hit her up over there. Super cool lady. Thanks so much for joining me. And I will see uh, everybody again, what? Probably Saturday, I think. Coffee with Demons. One of the things I love about Coffee with Humans are the raw conversations I get to have meeting new people just like you. If you or someone you know should be on Coffee with Humans, go to coffeewithhumans.com. Remember, the only rule no sales calls. This has been Coffee with Humans. Subscribe to get updates or click to have coffee with me. Coffeewithhumans.com.